Well, hello, good morning. You're very welcome along to the gardening show here on Midwest Radio. Good morning to you, Porrick. A very good morning to you, Viv, and a very good you morning to our weather. listeners. You see the weather? Oh, it's absolutely degrees. beautiful, isn't it? And the weather's going to be good right through this week, so it's really, really good gardening weather. And that easterly wind, I know it can be cold if you're not in a sunny spot, but it is drying up the soil really well, making planting conditions absolutely ideal. So it's really a week for planting. Okay, you've really outdone yourself this week. You have a lovely plants in with you and uh, some bulbs there as well. We'll be talking about all that stuff during yeah. the programme. Uh, but what's on our agenda today? What well, we we're going, going to, to be covering... About? Well, I had a walk around the garden centre this morning, bright and early, and uh, which I love to do because there's nobody nobody there but me. And this absolutely fantastic colour available at the moment for planting. So it's a really, really good time. Just a quick reminder of it before we start the programme. Um, the Mayo Pink Ribbon, that's next Saturday. Mayo Pink Ribbon are having their cycle... Um, in here in in Mayo and I've um, seen the bikes all over the bikes the lovely yeah. pink bikes yeah. the, the the ribbons I mean they do a fantastic job every year and hopefully this good weather is going to last for the cycle on Saturday but we get involved every year many of our our team cycle the actual Mayo pink ribbon every year um, but this year we've brought in a Mayo pink ribbon plant that's the plant there that's the plant I brought the plant into you and this is one to plant in your own garden it's got beautiful pink flowers and they're scented. They smell like cloves, that lovely spicy scent. Take a smell of it there. It's a really low-growing plant, so it's called the Mayo oh, Pink Ribbon plant. It's like a geranium. Remember the old-fashioned geranium? It's like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got that kind of a spicy oh, yeah. clove um, uh, scent from it. It's a perennial that comes back every year. It only grows about six or seven inches in height, as you can see. But look at the amount of flower buds that are on that plant. It'll grow roughly about a foot in diameter. So ideal for a pot container, window box, maybe out in your rockery. Um, lovely, low-growing, hardy plant as well. So if you've got a kind of an exposed garden, a seaside garden, the um, this lovely dianthus. It's and a that's di- for the pink ribbon? It's specifically for the pink ribbon. It'll cost you a fiver, and all proceeds, all that fivers, go directly to Mayo Pink Ribbon. And of course, that's uh, the whole purpose of the charity is the research of cancer. So all the funds, 100% of what's raised in Mayo Pink Ribbon goes directly to the research of cancer. And they've raised, I mean, hundreds of thousands at this stage for cancer that do a really, really good job. And they're still available. They're still available in the garden centre in Turlock. So if people are in, look at give give a fiver if you can to Mayo Pink Ribbon and we're happy to give away that plant. Um, so look, talking about planting... It's really good weather at the moment now for the planting, particularly of your five-a-day, your grow-your-own. This is the time of year. If there was ever a time, like we said before a couple of weeks back, to get back in to growing some of your garden vegetables because we all know the prices of um, groceries in particular, but particularly fruit, vegetables and herbs are going to be going up. So it's a, a really good time of year and the weather conditions are ideal. Simple things like Again, I was looking at plants of spinach this morning. So there's a lovely variety of spinach called perpetual spinach, which means which means it comes back every year. So you plant it once, a bit like rhubarb, and all you do is keep picking the leaves as quickly as you can. So it's a really easy plant to grow. Baby spinach is fabulous in salads. You can eat it raw. The trick with it is to plant it and start harvesting it really within a couple of weeks. Um, and spinach is full of iron. It's really healthy. You can use it 12 months of the year. There's never a time of year that spinach doesn't have some foliage on it, even in the depths of winter. You can use it. So look for that. Perpetual spinach. It's available as plants at the moment. So you can plant the plants now, but also sow some seed as well. And you'll have the two coming together. And like I said, it's perpetual, which means it comes back year after year. It's also a good, all the salad leaves, the little gem in particular, the butterhead salads, all those should be planted. The 
the cut and come lettuce varieties should be planted out of doors. They're available in garden centres moment as plants. Red cabbage is there at the moment. Carrots are available for planting as plants. Um, all the, the cabbages, Brussels sprouts, cauliflowers, cabbage, all those plants are available for getting into the soil. And as I always say, when you're planting the plants, so the plants were sown about four to six weeks ago, so they're really strong. Get them directly into the garden soil, but sow some seed as well. And I brought you in some kale seed because kale to me is one of the underrated vegetables. People in Ireland don't think about kale I think it's not that it's underrated it's actually a beautiful is it old fashioned or something it's, it's a, a real old fashioned yeah. and, and but, there, but, but breeders have, have developed the varieties and there's some really really good varieties that are very tasty you know it's a, it's a substitute to cabbage I suppose and particularly kale is really tasty when you pick it as a young crop so if you sow the seeds of kale I brought you in two varieties this curly kale and this is one called scarlet because it's got beautiful purple foliage. So kale can be eat as in salads, so you can eat the foliage raw, literally as salads particularly if you harvest it young, or you can cook it as well. It's a great substitute to cabbage. And again, like spinach, you can have it 12 months of the year. So you sow the seeds now, and from about the end of July, it's ready for picking, and you can pick right through the winter period, and such an easy seed to grow. There's one that you could sow in the coffee cup, or you can plant directly out into the garden soil um, and and grow it on that way. Talking about the coffee cup, did you see Teresa's picture? Did, this, did you see did. that picture this morning? Teresa showed Teresa? me this morning. So Teresa, who's here on, on our reception, she sowed um, parsley, and uh, she has a couple of, of, of coffee cups on the windowsill with lots of things coming as well. She has some basil that she's sown yeah. as well. And the, and the parsley even after a couple of days. And parsley can actually be tricky to get to germinate. But yeah. within a couple of days, Teresa has it. It must be four, above, yeah. four or four, five inches high. So the coffee the cup lid, is a really lid, simple the way. The key thing, yeah, so it? all you do is get your, your regular coffee cup, fill it with a good quality compost, sow the seed of whatever vegetable or flower you want and literally put the lid on top. Within two to three days, or within probably six days, on a bright windowsill, the seeds will have germinated and you simply let them grow on. And what I was saying to Teresa is, leave the parsley to grow on in the in the coffee cup and just keep cutting the leaves and the same if you grow basil just keep cutting the leaves or if you've got little seedlings say of sweet pea or nasturtium sown in the coffee cup transplant them out um, within you know a couple of weeks out into the the garden soil so that's kale that's a really good one curly kale it's a scarlet variety I'd highly recommend sowing that from seed at the moment and the other one is one called F1 Reflexa which is a green typical green kale but particularly nice flavoured kale um, very high in in vitamins very high in iron as well Um, and look I suppose the basic message is this is the time of year for planting your five a day do little and often so plant some plants sow some seed now two weeks later do the same thing again so that you've got plants coming on onions for example those plants are available now for putting directly into the garden soil i mentioned the red cabbage the carrots are available radishes are available as well is red cabbage hard to grow or is it just it's as easy as ordinary cabbage but it's absolutely beautiful. You can cut it uh, or use it, cook it exactly like ordinary cabbage, but you can also use it in salads or in coleslaws. And with cabbage, you don't necessarily have to wait for the heads to fully form. You can be picking cabbage, even as greens, even cutting the young foliage and again allowing it to come on. So I'm a big believer in the kind of cut and come, particularly with all the leaf plants like kale, like all your lettuce varieties, cabbage varieties, you simply cut and they regrow again. Spinach would be another great example. And all the garden herbs are exactly the same way. Again, thinking about fruiting plants, things like sweet peppers, chilies, 
So you've got the the, the hot chilies, if you like yeah. chilies. Outdoors or indoors? Indoors at the moment. Yeah, so okay. the plants are available. So they're about five, six inches high at the moment. You simply pot them up in a pot, stick it on your windowsill indoors and let them grow. And peppers and chilies are one of the easiest plants to grow, even though people think they're exotic and difficult and they have to buy them in the greengrocer shop. Such an easy plant to grow. The trouble with them is that they tend to produce so much peppers and chilies oh, do <laughs> that, you don't, that, that you don't keep up with, with actually yeah. using them, but they dry very well. So when I grow them on the windowsill, I simply harvest them during the, the summer and, and autumn period. They'll fruit right up to nearly Christmas and the fruits will dry and you can use them right through the and winter as well. You can freeze peppers. You can, of course, of course but yeah. you can simply just put them into containers and just let them dry. But this is the time of year for planting up. So look for sweet peppers, and they're chilies. Available they're available in garden yeah. centres at the moment. You get the red and the greens and so on. Um, and also tomatoes. So we do feature tomatoes a couple of weeks back. Yeah. But this is the time now. You need, if you're thinking of growing tomatoes this year, don't leave it much later than this week, if possible. Look for the varieties like Red Profusion, which is a really simple variety to grow, or Tumbler, because you simply don't have to do any staking or any pinching back. You simply put them into a pot, put them on your windowsill. Red Profusion is actually a variety I grow out of doors from about the end of May onwards, but you can grow it inside as well. There's a lovely variety called Totem, which is, is very slender, so it's ideal on, on a window, and it only grows 18 inches high. Or you've got the taller varieties, like Sweet Aperitif, which is a beautiful, sweet, flavoured variety if you've got a greenhouse or tunnel. So, but don't leave it much later. You need to be potting them up now. Talk about carrots for a second, because yeah. I know um, we talked about them in the last week, but is it okay to sow them now? So you can, they're available in plants in your local garden centre. So you get buy, buy a little tray, there'll be probably 12 plants, little, little clumps of, of carrots already sown four weeks ago, ready for planting directly into the garden soil. I prefer to sow the seed directly into the garden soil. And the tip I mentioned with carrots, again, carrots are very sensitive to temperature. So they're sown when the weather starts to warm up. And looking at the long range forecast, we're into kind of 15, 16 degrees now over the next week. So perfect conditions for sowing carrots. The, the, the tip I always give is open up the drill, small, shallow drill, fill it with potting compost and then sow the seed uh, thinly along that and just close it in. The, the variety to use is one called F1 Mastro, which is a, um, a root fly resistant variety. It's, it's a really good variety. So F1 Mastro, look for that. M-A-S-E-T-R-O, if memory serves me right. M-A-E-S-T-R-O. There you go. Maestro, is it? Mastro, yeah. Really good variety to sow. But there are all others like Flyaway is another one or Resistafly. Look for those in your local garden centre, particularly the the um, carrot root fly resistant varieties. Can we talk about colour for a few minutes? We can, and I brought some colour in, Viv. Um, but look, if you want instant colour at the moment, first of all, the nights are still relatively cold, so plants like begonias, basilisies, French marigolds, don't be tempted to put those out of doors just yet. Right. We can still get some frost. We had frost this week already. But there are hardy plants, so there are things like pansies, violas, which are just starting to flower now and will flower right through to the end of the summer. A beautiful plant I was admiring this morning, I was thinking of planting a few in my own garden, is a plant called Nemesia. And again, it comes in the little bedding packet trays. It's frost hardy, but it's just beginning to flower now. It's one of those early flowering bedding plants. Beautiful pastel colours, oranges, yellows, uh, pinks, reds from Nemesia. Nemesia. And Nemesia. You yeah. buy it in a little tray, maybe six plants in a tray, plant them out into the garden. They'll come into flower in the next week or 10 days and they'll flower right through to the end of the summer. A lovely little plant. I brought you in some colour as well, Viv. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about the... Um, 
the, the, the dianthus but there's a two this little a pink ribbon one yeah we that's talked the pink about ribbon. that yeah. there's, there's a beautiful little plant called the star of Bethlehem so this is Campanula it's a perennial plant that comes back year after year it's totally frost hardy comes into flower very early in the season you can see this one is full of flower at the moment but They're the like flower lavender colour flower it's a beautiful yeah it comes in lavender but also comes in white oh hence the name God. Star of Bethlehem so the flowers are like a star they're really yeah. bright they're kind of that pearl white colour um, with a light tinge of blue on them as well and um, it's a plant that is beautiful in rockeries borders beds uh, it's a plant again if you wanted something maybe for, for a grave something that is easy to grow that kind of a no-nonsense plant that will yeah. come back year after year that will take a little bit of wind. It'll spread in diameter anything up to 18 inches, so about a foot and a half in yeah. diameter, and it only grows about six inches high. And it flowers right through until the end of the summer. So that's Star of Bethlehem or Campanula. And is it a good idea to plant, you know, to plant that in groups or...? Yeah, it depends on the space that you've got to fill. Obviously, it's going to grow 18 inches in diameter. So if you've kind of a bigger area to cover, plant them in groups of three, it tends to look better. You can mix the white and the blue together if you want. They'll work And how would perfectly. that work on a grave now, for example? It'd be perfect. It'd be ideal. Again, prepare the soil well, plant the plant in, give it a good watering and obviously if you're visiting, make sure you water the plant and and really at the end of the summer just give it a light trimming back and that's all. It's kind of that no-nonsense plant. Would it be suitable for a tub, say, if there was concrete or shingles? Tub container, the, the... ideal for that, yeah. It tends to grow, I have it actually growing on the top of a pillar at home uh, where there's only about four inches of soil on the top of the pillar and it's there yeah. for years and... <laughs> And it's still surviving yeah. years on. So really Very simple. Very low maintenance as well. Low maintenance. Yeah. It's trails as well or it'll cascade across the soil. So if you've got kind of a raised area, it will trail down wall yeah. or a structure. Lovely in a dry stone wall as well. You know, so if you've got a kind of a little wall with loose rocks and maybe some soil in there, pockets of soil, yeah. uh, the Campanula, the, the Star of Bethlehem is lovely for just pushing in Keep it well watered for the first couple of weeks till it gets established and it just cascades over. It's a lovely little plant. That really it's is one to watch for, isn't it? The Star of Bethlehem. Star of Bethlehem. Star of Bethlehem. Bethlehem or okay. Campanula. Comes in the white and the blue. Another little plant that comes into flower this time of year. This is Gazinia. Gazinia. And if you want a, a, a plant that's absolutely uh, no-nonsense, easy to grow, tough as old boots, a plant that thrives on neglect. It's an outdoor plant. It's a Gazinia called Orange Treasure. And it's got these big, bright orange flowers. They actually close up at night time. See how the buds are closed? Yeah, that there is completely closed there. And as soon as that goes out into the sunlight, the, the flowers pop open. So again, really, really good for rockeries, borders. Feel the foliage on that, yeah. how tough it is. Oh, yeah. It's a really coarse... It's like plastic, isn't it? it, it it's, yeah, it well, it's actually like plastic. But it is a real plant. So it's yeah, a plant called Gazinia Orange Treasure. Really easy plant to grow. Again... Brilliant on in a grave situation, rockery border, dry stone wall. You know the sort of area that you're you you know you can look after it for the first couple of weeks until it establishes itself, but you can forget about it after that wow. and just let it grow. Lovely little, easy to grow plant. The other one I brought you in, Viv, is a calceolaria. This is this called the slipper plant, are often called the balloon flower because, as you can see, the flowers are full of air. So if I squeeze the flower, there you go. It's like a balloon, isn't it? Yeah. So this is a lovely little plant, um, Calceolaria. Again, totally frost hardy, planted out of doors now. It comes in shades of orange, red, beautiful yellow, some bicolours as well. 
just starting to flower now. It'll grow about a foot in height and about 18 inches again in diameter. Again, brilliant for just a splash of colour. Easy uh, to grow. See the leaves on that? They're sort yeah. of a different leaf there. How they're strong. Would, yeah, how, would they, how big would those leaves grow? The leaves would they cover area in their own right? Well, they will, uh, yeah, the, the foliage stays low to the ground and it yeah. would kind of um, go out like a carpet of foliage with the flowers then upright above the foliage so the flowers kind of stand out. So in height, it's only about six inches now, but yeah. it will actually grow to about 12 inches, maybe 15 inches during the summer period, particularly as the weather starts to warm up. But it starts to flower as the temperatures are, are still quite cold and flowers then right into the summer. And what was the name? Just what's the it's simple a, name of that? It's called, We call it the slipper flower. The, the slipper, slipper flower. flower. The slipper. Oh, it's often called the balloon flower or the proper name for it is calceolarias. Calceolaria. It's probably not but as easy to remember. Slipper flower. I also brought you in. Uh, yeah, this is spectacular. Rings so over. It's a lovely. Well, yeah, can you listeners read? will know this plant because it's a very, very easy plant to grow. But it's lovely at the moment in many gardens and even when I'm driving along you know, even though it's a quite a common plant, I still admire the plant. It's a plant called Pieris Forest Flame. So we call it Forest Flame because of this lovely red foliage. And people admire them in other neighbours' garden at this time of the year, but this is the time to plant them in your own garden. So it's a, a, a perennial shrub. It's evergreen. It'll grow in height, depending on your garden and depending on how you prune it. But normally it grows to about four feet, maybe five oh. feet in height. You can let it grow taller. You can keep it shorter. That's entirely up to yourself. It's slow growing. So, it's not, you know, it's going to take yeah. a number of years to fill that. Nice in a big pot or container, but great out in the garden soil if you put down a little bit of airy Would it be good compost. for a border now, for example? Yeah, if, if you want it just somewhere with a splash of colour, maybe with other shrubs. Yeah. It just has that beautiful pink uh, coloration which changes to a kind of a creamy colour and then to green later on in the summer. The trick with it is once the leaves start to change colour in about six weeks time, give it a trim back and it'll actually come back into growth again and you'll get a second flush of those lovely red uh, uh, or, or, or orange foliage. So that's forest flame. It flowers as well. Forest flame. Forest, forest flame. Yeah. It flowers as well. It's got lovely white bell-shaped flowers um, at this time of year as well and the bees absolutely love it. And it comes in a whole range of different varieties. There's one called Katsuro which has red foliage and again the red coloration tends to stay really long into the season. The other now, key thing to mention... Yes. So no, I was going to go for the break, but go on, finish off there. Well, sorry, just sorry. finally, yeah, before finally. we go to the break, if you are thinking a bit of summer colour, maybe for, if you've got a special occasion, maybe a family occasion, a wedding coming up, or you just want the garden looking really well in midsummer, particularly with plants that you can cut and maybe bring into vases uh, or, you know, into for a church setting or so on, this is the time of year to plant plants like the lilies. Yeah. So scented lilies can be planted. They're bulbs. Oh, you have bu that's what I was wondering. That's about. a bulb, How yeah. So, to a lily? Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a bulb, like a daffodil bulb that we plant in the autumn. Uh, Lilies are planted at this time of year. You simply dig a hole, put a little bit of sand in the bottom of the hole, sit the bulb in, generally planting three bulbs together, spacing them about six inches apart, cover them over with soil, and within six weeks they'll be above the soil, and in June and July and August they come into flower. And this particular variety, Stargazer, has a fabulous scent. Really, really strong scent. So it's it's a really good time for planting scented lilies and they're ideal for cutting. There's a lovely variety called raspberry cocktail, which is a mixture of different colours. Mm. Um, so it's it's shades of white, shades of pink, um, kind of cerise colours. And also... it's the wood shavings? Wood, there's wood shavings? In, is yeah, that, the bulbs are just put in the wood shavings just, just to keep them, them just yeah. to store them. They're dormant, but as soon as they go into the soil, they kick into growth. And gladioli, this yeah. is the time for planting gladioli. Gladioli is a real old cottage garden plant. It's a bit like the lupins. They produce beautiful long stems 
the flower itself is nearly three feet long and you've got a, a stem on it as well. So they're brilliant just for a splash of colour, but you can cut them as well and bring them indoors. And speaking of lupins, this is the time of year for planting lupins. So they'll come into flower in May, so get them into the soil now. And if you pop into your local garden centre, make sure the lupin plant is pretty strong that you're purchasing. So smaller plants may not flower, possibly won't flower this year. So go for the bigger plant if you want colour this year. They are available at the moment, the range in a, in a whole range of different colours. But um, if you plant them now at the, this time in, in April, they're going to come into flower about the middle of May and give you fabulous colour right through June. And lupins are great for that early splash of colour. For listeners that have them in the ground, do watch the um, watch for the uh, slugs, of course. They yeah. do relish our, our lupins and use the organic treatments for that. A lovely variety, if you want one, probably the nicest variety, I think, is a lupin called Gladiator. And it's got two-tone colours. So it's got oh, an orange, orange and yellow oh, yeah. in the flower. Beautiful long stems, nice compact variety and um, so this one called Gladiator beautiful Lup- colours Lu- Lupinus Gladiator there you go oh, there, there you go nice. so that's the botanical name for yeah. them so a really good time to so plant Gladiator lupins. just ask but for Gladiator yeah. herbaceous border plants these are plants that come back year after year like like the butterfly uh, plant and so on now is the time to get them into the soil and the weather conditions are absolutely fantastic but if you thought about it, all those lovely plants you've brought in today they, wouldn't they make a border look absolutely stunning yeah, well, uh, yeah. anything I brought in obviously has colour at the moment and it's, yeah. it is a good point just to remember that, you know, it's tempting when you go into the garden centre to start filling the trolley with plants that are in flower. But do remember that these are giving colour at the moment and we'll, many of them will flower well into the summer. But think about autumn, late summer, autumn. Make yeah. sure you're putting plants in that will give you colour later on at that time of year. So okay, look, at the key the message going, is yeah. the weather is absolutely brilliant at the moment. It's great for sowing seed directly out of doors it's great for planting plants and I would do both um, really good time of year to plant instant colour the Nemesia I mentioned and there's lots of lovely hardy bedding plants so when you're in your local garden centre ask the team for their advice on the plants that you can put out at this time of year and um, plant little and often Okay listen we'll take a break lots of questions coming in and we'll get to those as soon as we come back Get super spring deals on sofas at Harvey Norman. We have a huge range of stylish and affordable sofas in stock for quick delivery. Like the chic and contemporary Danny three-seater sofa at a new low price of $399. Yes, only $399 with a 10-year structural guarantee. Wait, is that right? Uh, yep, yep. A three-seater sofa for only $399. Oh, it's got it on the script there, mate. Cool. For more super spring deals, shop in store or online at harveynorman.ie. Harvey Norman, your sofa specialist. Hey, got some old household electrical appliances or batteries lying around? Recycle them for free with We Ireland at our special collection events throughout Mayo. Starting Tuesday, April 26th in Bangor Eris at Barrett's Old Garage, Main Street from 10am to 1pm. And in Cross Malina at the Mayo County Council Car Park, the Boreen from 4 to 7pm. Also on Thursday, April 28th in Ballina at the Humbert Street Car Park from 10am to 1pm. And in Foxford at the Sports and Leisure Centre Car Park from 4pm to 7pm. We'll accept anything household with a plug or battery. Supported by Mayo County Council. For more dates and other locations in Mayo near you, see weireland.ie. Mayo's biggest car breed sale takes place this Sunday from 8am till 3pm at Main Street Car Park Castle Bar. Call 086 108 6502. 
With lawn mowing season upon us, McHale Agri Forest and Garden Castlebar recognised that some people enjoy the workout they get from mowing their lawn. Others enjoy the ride on their tractor lawnmower, while others prefer a robotic lawn mowing solution. As part of the Garden Care Network of Machinery Dealers in Ireland, with full after-sale service, McHale Agri Forest and Garden have a lawn mower for you. Visit mchaleagri.ie to view our range. Call us on 094 90 27896 or visit our showroom in Castlebar, air code F23 YT04. There is a place with a proud history of helping others. A place that refuses to look the other way. Today, Ukraine needs help. And that place is ready. To welcome the Ukrainian people with open arms. To support those who have to stay behind. And there's a place to do it all. Irelandforukraine.ie A united response from Irish media organisations in support of charities that can make a difference. Both here and in Ukraine. Donate now at Irelandforukraine.ie You're very welcome back to us, and uh, I suppose we have a lot of questions, and I'm going to try and bunch them together That's if I can. If, about yeah, the yeah, you know yeah. the leaves and them going brown with okay. the, with the storms that we had yeah, over the last. So the, there's a lot of people with that problem. Is there an easy solution, or as the yeah? You know, so look what what we're seeing on a, on many plants, and particularly evergreen plants like like laurel hedging, like escalonia, like garden shrubs, like pittosporum and hebes. They're showing a lot of browning. People think it's frost damage, but it's not. It's down to the wind that we got through the February March period, and when you get burning on plants it takes several weeks before you actually see the scorching effect on the old foliage that's a temporary setback the plants have literally been just been licked with the wind been damaged with the wind it's like sunburn it'll go away in time but you need to feed your garden plants now and this will be a really good week to do that so my advice really is just to put on a good quality tree and shrub fertilizer something like the osmo pro 6 would be ideal the dew at night time is enough to wash it in so apply it now, about a handful to, good handful to the shrub or to the hedging plant and keep it out to where the branches have spread to. So don't be throwing it right into the base of the hedge. Keep the fertiliser out and repeat that in four or five weeks time and the hedge you won't even notice the brown marks on it within a couple of weeks so it's a temporary setback okay lovely so we've covered that so a lot of people have been ringing in yeah. about that so any brown marks yeah. like that you're seeing just you know, feed yeah okay. absolutely uh, when do you sow uh, dahlia bulbs dahlias yeah well dahlias and what a great plant if you want colour from the middle of June through till the end of October. Dahlias are one of the best plants to grow and they absolutely love growing here in Ireland. Bulbs are available at the moment. You simply pot them up indoors. I would start them off indoors in good quality compost for about four or five weeks and then plant them out around the third or four week of May and they'll come into flower at the end of June and flower right through. So it's a really good time for planting up dahlias. Can, can you uh, cut back red robin hedge now? Well, hedges, the, the, the you know, one of the things we've got to be... A few questions about pruning hedges. Yeah, so, so be mindful that, that we're in the nesting season. So the garden okay. birds are producing their, their nests at the moment. They're producing their young for this year. And many of them will, will nest in hedges. So the pruning of hedges, you need to be... Uh, ideally, they should have been finished at the um, in March. March is kind of the cut-off period. Um, if you've got general... Uh, red robin in your garden, Fortinia red robin as a shrub, you can certainly prune that now. So do, if you're pruning anything, check first that there are no nesting birds. That That's really the, the critical thing. If they are, just leave them alone 
and you can prune the red robin in, in autumn. But if you have it in the garden and there are no nesting birds in it, then certainly you could prune it back now. Give it a feed of the Osmo Pro 6. That will encourage lots of new growth. Because with Fortinia red robin, what we're looking for is that beautiful red colour. Yeah. And that only comes in the young growth. So the more new growth that you can stimulate and encourage the plant to produce, the more colour you get. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So I would normally prune Fortinia red robin now, feed it, and then reprune it again in June and you get a second flush of colour and you get a fatter, fuller, denser plant, a far nicer plant. Okay, that's great. That's two of those questions down now. Uh, my lawn is treated for moss and is looking healthy with a good, rich green colour. I want to ensure it continues to remain green okay. this summer. What can I feed it with now? It's 400 square metres. Is that big? 400 square metres? 400, meters? well, it's, it's 40 metres by 10 metres or, or 20 by 20, sort of. It would be yeah. a yeah, fairly large, fairly large lawn. And um, again, this is the time of year for feeding lawns in general and lawn fertiliser is designed to feed slowly so you get that lovely greening effect without it growing very fast. So typically a lawn fertiliser applied now will feed your lawn for about a six week period Um, and generally a, a large bag uh, will cover about 400, maybe 450 square metres. So one bag of fertiliser should um, cover the, the, the for this particular listener. Um, use maybe the zero lawn feed. That's quite good. It, it greens the lawn without forcing growth. And just apply it through a standard spreader. The key thing is to get it on even and lightly. And the weather at the moment again with the dew at night time, will wash that in. So no, no, no need to water so or do anything with it. Oh, no, 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 don't no. spread it by hand because you'll end up with just strips of green. Rent out a spreader or, or buy buy one of the, the broadcast spreaders. They're well worth investing in. Just and you'll have it down, for, up and down, see, down yeah, like, yeah. like a, a bro- lawnmower. A broadcast spreader will chuck it out left and right ah. rather than the drop spreaders can be those that just drop them, uh, which what we call a drop spreader, you have to be very, very particular to keep to the same line, uh, yeah. line and so on. So, uh, so the broadcast spreader for me is that's the one I use. So I find how, it, how far it depends on on the spreader you get, but generally speaking, it'll cover about a four foot strip for every ah. strip you walk. So you'll you'll do a standard lawn. I mean, this listener will have the lawn done in ten minutes. All right, okay. <laughs> so, so trim the lawn first. Give it give it a mow. Get on the zero lawn feed. And you, within a week, you'll see it greening up and it'll hold that lovely rich colour for at least six to maybe see, eight and weeks. And then go again. Six go again then, yeah. Okay. yeah. What is a good all-round vegetable and herb fertiliser? I want something to feed my cabbage, lettuce and turnip plants. Thomas. Um, well, a good one, a good one. I mentioned one a couple of weeks back called Vitex Q4. That's very good for general vegetables because particularly for swades and turnips because they have that boron deficiency. So Vitex Q4 is, it has all the, the kind of nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium, which are the kind of key nutrients, but it's also got the the smaller, what we call micronutrients as well. So you use that one. It comes in a liquid form. So if the plants are planted already, the liquid form works really well. Mix it up in a water can. Again, a day like today, apply it onto it and that'll give them a nice... And it's uh, Vitex Q4 is suitable for fruit, vegetables and herbs. This is an interesting one now for you. Michael's been on. He's wondering about sunflower seeds out of doors now. Can I plant them out of doors? My children want to grow the largest sunflower plant (laughs) they can this summer. How high do they go by then? Well, they can grow anything up to 10 feet. All right. You know, it depends on the summer. Is there any types better than others? Any ideas? There are. um, So first of all, sunflower seed, sow them indoors. So here's one for the coffee cup idea. Simple coffee cup fill it with compost. So about 10 to 12 
sunflower seeds and sunflower seeds are great for children because they're quite large they're very yeah. visible so push them into the compost cover with a small bit of compost and put the coffee lid on top leave them on your windowsill indoors for about 10 days 7 to 10 days they'll germinate once they've germinated take off the lid let the sunflowers grow to about 6 maybe 8 inches high above Above, yeah. yeah. Don't put plant them out of doors until at least the third week of May because they are they do suffer from frost. Keep them in a sunny location. It's interesting with sunflowers and, and you'll see with dandelions as well. Dandelions and sunflowers are in the same family and their heads, their flowers follow the sun. Stop. So they absolutely, they, they turn to yeah. face the sun. So as you know, the sun rises in the east, sets in the west. So sunflowers follow the sun all the way around. So you'll always see the, the heads of sunflowers facing west in the evening and facing east in the morning. Isn't that an interesting it is, it is thing? Very interesting. But the, the one dan- I would grow... The dandelions, oh my God. Dandelions, they're yeah. But so, they're out now, aren't they? They are, and they're fantastic, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. So uh, the, the sunflowers, the variety to grow is one called Russian Giant. If you want a really tall, a bit of competition within the family, get a packet of seed called Russian Giant. It literally flies up once you from from June onwards it really just takes off make sure you stake them put a stake on them and remember that sunflowers are brilliant for the bees so you're looking after our bees because they're full of pollen they're full of nectar but they're also brilliant for the birds in the autumn because the little seed the the flowers will produce seed and the seed are full of oils sunflower that's where we get our sunflower oil from for so it's full of protein and brilliant for birds so if you want to do a little bit for biodiversity Sow some sunflower seed now, plant them out of doors about the end of May, grow them, a bit of crack with the kids, but the bees will come to visit them, the birds will come and feed them in the autumn, and uh, they'll die then at the end of the year. And, and you can actually save the seed if the you want. Again. You can take seed off the plant and, and again, start the whole process. So Russian giant for Russian me is the giant, one. Russian giant, yeah. Go. Okay, lovely stuff. Let's move on to another one. Uh, I'm going to do one more before we go to the break because yep. we <clears> want to get the last uh, time in. Uh, I have a medium-sized veggie pod on my patio. Okay. Last year I planted a lot of salads, but I couldn't keep up with the amount of salad leaves it produced. And some went to seed. What do you recommend I plant this spring for a little more variety? Jane's one. Well, if it's if it's one of the veggie pods, you've got it's a f- medium one, a smaller one. So you've got a foot of growing depth. Remember yeah. that. So you can grow many of the root crops. So radish would work work really well in it. Carrots are absolutely brilliant in it. Parsnips would work really well. You can grow Swedes. Um, did I mention beetroots? Yeah. No, so well, so beetroot you can grow as well. So any of those rooting crops do really well in the veggie pod, and also grow some cut and come. Um, so the lettuce the listener has done, kale works really well in it, uh, spinach works really well, any of the herbs, all of the herbs I should say, apart from basil, works really well in the veggie pod. So really go for a mixture. Strawberries work really well as well in, in the veggie pod. So try to go for a variety. Onions, so any of the salad onions, any of the, the larger onions tend to take too long to grow in the veggie yeah. pod. So go for things that are kind of quick, quick maturing, quick to grow. Um, and all of the rooting crops I mentioned, like the beetroot, radish, pick them as young when they're only golf ball size and use them up and re-sow again. So if, if Jane, is it Jane that yeah. sent in that question? So little and often really is the way to do it, Viv. And don't be planting too much of any one thing. So And, and that cut and come principle. And as soon as the lettuce is literally ready for cutting, start cutting it. Don't wait for it to produce a head. Start using the leaves straight away. Same with the kale, same with the spinach, same with all of those plants and all the herbs as well. We'll take a break and we'll be back with the final part of the programme where we've lots more of your questions to answer.
And you're very welcome back to the final part of our programme. And um, now we've got some questions. Here we go. Uh, can you ask Porik, uh, what can I plant in front of, of a Leylande hedge that is a different colour, okay, okay, is evergreen and short, slow growing, uh, Margaret? Uh, she's not asking for a lot, she says here. Ah, no, 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 that's a good question. It's a good question. So um, the plant that springs to mind actually would be variegated Grisolinia would be lovely. So variegated Grisolinia has got yellow and green foliage, sometimes bordering with white. Um, so it's a very attractive, bright hedge, fully evergreen. You can keep it to whatever height. Because it's variegated, it'll grow slower than traditional Grisolinia or traditional hedging plants. So that would work really well. Euonymus. Uh, would also work really well. Uh, Euonymus Bravo or, or um, one of the variegated Euonymus, which again have, have lovely yellow and green foliage and again are, are relatively slow, slow growing and very easy to maintain. Variegated holly would be nice as well. So there'll be lots of choices. Now here, look at that. It's lovely. What, are they, is that tomatoes? Tomatoes, yeah. yeah. Is it point? too soon to put out in the greenhouse? So just ex- explain what we're okay, looking so at. So what we're looking at here is obviously the listener has grown the tomatoes on the windowsill. So yes. they're in the perfect location on the windowsill. It looks like it's south facing because it's really bright. Yeah. Plants are exceptionally good, uh, lovely and green, very, very healthy. I wouldn't be tempted just yet to put them into the greenhouse. The, 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 the trouble with the greenhouse is if we get frost, a heavy frost, which we could yet get at the end of April, early May, you need to cover them within the greenhouse or you need to put some gentle heat on to keep them protected. So to be honest, I would leave them where they are. They're doing really, really well. Maybe repot them into a larger pot and around the second or third week in May, then plant them into the into the greenhouse and let them grow on from there. Okay, I Porig, I have a rhododendron yep. in a pot for over a year. Great. There's buds on it, yep. but has never f- uh, flowered. What well, should I do? I'll just bring well, the buds are on it. No, no, it's, it's perfectly healthy. It, the bud, they're the flower buds. Now, rhododendron, some are in flower. But it never flowered, she said. Yeah, but it's only a year old. It's only in in part a year. Now, that that plant is exactly as I would expect it to be. It's really healthy, lovely and green. Um, There's there's at least a dozen buds on it. The buds look to me very healthy. And remember, rhododendron, some are in flower at the moment. Others flower. May really is the key month for rhododendrons to come into bloom. And depending on the varieties, some like shamrock and praycocks flower very early in the season, but others flower very late in the season. I mean, rhododendrons can flower right up to the end of June, July. So remember your bank holidays down in Ackle, and the rhododendrons were, yeah. were flowering. At the, yeah. Did you, you know. see the offshoot there? That was the single offshoot yeah, there's there. A, there's a branch. Would you take that away? Or I, I wouldn't it? just yet. No. Let, let, let it come into flower. So all that plant needs is continue to water it, Give it a liquid feed or something like the ericaceous um, liquid feed and uh, it'll come into flower for you. Send us a picture in three or four weeks' time of it in flower because I'd, lo- I'd love to know what colour it is. But it's perfectly healthy. I I wouldn't worry whatsoever about it. Um, wild garlic in yes. my garden, can I get rid of it or how do I get rid of it? Well, wild garlic, it makes fantastic pesto. All parts of it are edible and all taste of garlic. The flowers are edible, mm. the foliage is edible, makes fabulous Pesto and, and you'll hear it in lots of. I, I was watching. Um, uh, I was watching one of the cooks and they were using it in in mash in in potato, uh, or you know mix, mixing it through potato. Um, so wild garlic it does spread. The best way to get rid of it is to dig it out. 
and it's, it's, so it's, there's bulbs it, there's little bulbs yeah. beneath the soil they're very surface they're only a couple of inches beneath the soil dig it out this time of year and thin it out it's the best way bit to do it bit of hard work yeah. involved yeah, in yeah. that uh, we talked about this a bit earlier but just uh, this one I came in at about 20 past 9 yeah go on uh, wildflowers also yeah. lobelia pansies and marigold seeds uh, sown indoors when can I plant them outside I'm not sure who that's from okay so when can you sow wildflowers you can sow them now um, really all you're doing is preparing the soil Put on a little bit, bit of garden lime and then sow your wildflower seed directly into that patch. They'll germinate within two or three weeks and come into flower for the summer. In terms of the other plants that the listener mentioned, they're all frost tender. So don't be tempted to plant them out until the third week of May. So a little bit of patience on those just yet. Now Maureen in Sligo, and she has two questions yeah. here. Good morning, Vivian Burick. My question is, what type of soil do I grow turnips in? Okay. Thank you. And she says she enjoys the show. So, And then the next one is, what is the name of the slip of the slipper plant he mentioned earlier? Well, the listener has a. If you ask in your local garden for centre for the slipper plant, Calceolaria. Calceolaria is the botanical name. Um, let me get it here, and I'll spell it for you when I look at the label. So it's C A L C E O L A R I A. Calcularia. Oh, this is the one slipper with the flowers flower. with the air yeah. and the flowers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. often call it the slipper flower or the balloon flower because literally the flowers are full of air, but beautiful, pretty little things. Different varieties. Different colours, yeah, yeah. easy to grow. This is one that comes back year after year. Um, so yeah, nice little plant, Calcularia. Uh, can we talk just briefly about lawn yes. seed? Is it too late or is it okay to plant some lawn seed? Oh, this is the time of year. April is really, I mean, up to now, which has been probably just too cold and too wet. Generally, once the temperatures grow above 10, 11 degrees Celsius, uh, lawn seed will germinate. So my advice really is get rid of any existing weeds that are there, till over the soil, put in a preceding fertilizer, something like the Osmo Pro 1, Put that on before you put on the lawn seed and chuck on the lawn seed. This week you will never get it any better. A perfect week for sowing a new lawn. Rake the seed in um, once you've once you've sown it and then just leave it alone. And then once it germinates, before you cut it, roll it. So get a roller and just roll it and then give it a cut. Uh, but a super time of year, April and May, a wonderful time to, to sow a lawn. Great time of year as well, Viv, for repatching. If people need to repatch areas, simply mix some lawn seed with some compost chuck it onto any bare areas in the lawn and brush it in and it'll germinate within two weeks. Just to confirm, can you get the pink ribbon plant in Horkins and Sligo or no, is it just a mayo? just in Castlebar. Right, Castlebar. Yeah, just in Castlebar. Okay, let's have a look. Uh, thanks for the advisory Winter Beauty Clematis. I got both replaced during the week. Great. Have them planted and they look fantastic Brilliant. and healthy. Uh, I would never have thought of lifting and asking to replace them. Well done. There you are. Well, we, we have a five-year guarantee on our plants, so if people ever have a plant uh, a problem with their plants, just, just bring it back. And that's a lovely clematis, winter beauty. I have one in my own garden growing up through an ivy, of all things, and it, it it's beautiful and it's in flower, a lovely little thing. Now, the soil for the turnip. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, you forget. <laughs> so, look, turnips will grow in ordinary garden soil. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll grow in moory soil, but they'll also grow in um, regular soil as well. The trick really with them is to use the fertiliser, the, the Vitex Q4, because the boron is critically important for uh, turnips and swades. Um, so as long as your soil is as a reasonable quality, chuck on a little bit of the Vitex Q4, rake it in, sow your seed and repeat the fertiliser in about six weeks' time and you should have fantastic turnips and swathes. And remember that you can pick turnips as small. You know, people wait until they're full. Massive, yeah. yeah. So, the, you know, there's lovely varieties like Snowball, which is a small, you really want to pick it when it's about the size of a tennis ball because the, the um, flesh is very, very 
flavoursome and, and delicious at that time of year. So don't be necessarily waiting to the end of the season. Now you can let some of the roots develop to full size. Um, and with the suede, exa- exa- exactly the same. You can pick them once they're about tennis ball size around the middle of July and harvest them from then on in. Now there's one here, I don't know if it's a garlic one again. Yep. Um, so basically they, do, they dug out, as you can see, last year and uh, you can see what's happening there. Look, yeah, know. they didn't get all the roots out. That's the problem. There's yeah. loads. You know, and look, at wild garlic does spread. Um, is it rampant, is it? it is well, it, rampant, it, yeah. you see, it spreads by bulbs and it, sp- it spreads by seed as well. So if you allow it to seed, so if you have it in your garden, stop it from seeding, that'll stop it from spreading. Um, and look, at if you leave any bulbs in the soil, um, you're going to have you're going to have garlic coming back. Uh, so you have to thoroughly dig out the, the, the small little bulbs. Yeah. Now that's wild garlic rather yeah. than, you know, traditional var- varieties of garlic are, are perfectly easy to grow and they don't spread and, and don't become a problem. But wild garlic, yeah. Uh, yeah is There's nothing better than the smell of wild garlic. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Now, uh, I pruned my roses in February, as you recommended, cutting them quite hard back. Good. They've bounced back. Brilliant, yeah. Uh, lovely, with lots of new growth. How often do I need to feed them and what is the best thing to control the green fry. Okay, so it's, it's very, very simple um, The and it's very simple to remember. You feed roses once a month, so feed them now and once a month feed them um, right up till about the middle of September and you put on the Rose Clear or Rose Rescue. Now, my advice is actually to use alternative. So if you're using Rose Clear or have been using it for a number of years, switch over to one of the other treatments like Rose Rescue or Multi-Rose because they have different ingredients and the bugs and the diseases don't build up a resistance to them. So mix it up, but, but basically feed once a month and treat once a month and enjoy your roses. Okay. Great listen, time of year for planting. I don't know if you can answer this roses. one here. It just says, uh, would you ask Barry what's the best way to kill? Is it flagons? Flags probably. They're the irises. So yeah, the, the flag, and pasture the, it says here. Yeah, and that, that's in a... Yeah, Maybe so there's another name for them. This, this the, uh, well, iris is the, is the uh, or yellow flag flags they're often called as well because they've got yellow flowers. Yeah. They come in other colours as well yeah. and and uh, but and tend to be associated with wet patches in pasture land. So if you've got a wet area, damp area, irises absolutely love that. And this spread, a bit like our, our friend the garlic. Yeah. Uh, generally, any of the pasture sprays that you're using anything that's used for uh, traditional pasture, yeah. uh, they, they are effective in controlling irises as well. What is poultry manure good for? So chicken manure is generally good for, it's a general purpose um, fertiliser, mainly used on vegetable plants, herbs. Um, it's not really strong enough for trees and shrubs. So if you're feeding trees and shrub, feed them with a tree and shrub fertiliser like the Osmo Pro 6, you know, need something stronger. Is it too soon to set vegetables outside? We no, think we talked about, we talked this, about so that. Get, get planting. Okay, get planting. Uh, have damage on a hydrangea. What should I have said there? No, hydrangea, that's hydrangea. it. Hydrangea. Yeah. yeah, well done. Uh, small holes appears to be eaten away. What remedy? Thanks, Jim. Well, look at it. Oh, hydrangeas are just coming back into leaf. And, and many, many hydrangeas, particularly in shelter gardens this year, actually retain some of their old leaves because we had such a, a mild winter. Um, look, Jim, all you need to do is give that hydrangea a good feed. Um, you know, the hydrangeas are slow to come into leaf. They can get a little bit of leaf damage and scorching. Um, so a good feed. Don't worry about the pests. Feed it now with the Osmo Pro 6. Feed it again in about a month's time. It'll be fine. Can I dig up, I'm going to pronounce this right, saxifrage? Yeah. And re- relocate it now or part of it? Yeah, it's in flower at the moment. So maybe just enjoy it until it goes out of flower and then literally dig it up, split it up into a couple of pieces and transplant it. So I would leave the transplanting for about another two weeks. Really simple plant to grow. 
Blueberries planted a few weeks ago in boggy area. The Great. leaves are gone, red, and the black tips. Okay, so it's is hungry. that all right? Is that all right? Yeah. So first of all, the soil, the soil for blueberries, they love an acidic soil. So boggy soil is really is is acidic, but it's very low in nutrition. And when you see red coming into plants, it tends to mean that they're hungry. So get yourself a good quality ericaceous fertilizer, what we use in rhododendrons. Sprinkle that round the blueberries. Repeat it in four weeks' time. They'll be perfectly fine. They'll kick back into growth again and green up. Okay, and uh, and a good time of year for planting yeah. blueberries in general. Okay, uh, strawberry trees, are they widely available at the moment? Yeah, so strawberry trees, so this is Arbutus unido, which is, um, it's actually a native Irish tree. It's absolutely a fabulous, one of my favourite trees. What Arbutus. is it again? So it's a, a tree called the strawberry tree. The reason we call it the strawberry tree is because it produces beautiful red fruits in the autumn. Now, they're only about the size of a marble. They don't particularly taste of strawberries. <laughs> but can, you, can you eat them? You can eat them. Right, they're okay. edible. So it's a tree called Arbutus unido. It's unusual in that it retains its foliage um, 12 months of the year. It produces its flowers and its fruit in the autumn. So the flowers and the fruit are on it at the same time of year. And as it matures, it produces a beautiful mahogany-type bark. The best examples, I remember them from my time in Botanic Gardens when I was there as a student. They have the best uh or, or strawberry trees that I've, I've ever seen. But yeah, look, ask for them in your local garden centre. It's the type of plant that maybe have to be ordered in, but well worth growing. Well, I tell you, the time has caught up. I'm Would you believe exhausted. the time has caught up? I know, you must be. There's a lot of information there. Thanks, Porik. Now, just just recap, what's, this, what's the next 10 days? Good weather. Look, at if you were to do nothing else, bullet points, yeah. Bullet points. If you were to do no, nothing else, I would encourage people to get out and, and and do a little bit of growing, growing your own this year. The sowing of seed, garden centres are full of seed, but also full of really good vegetable plants. Plant little and often. That's the trick. Small amounts on a regular basis. Again, the tomatoes, the chilies, the peppers. Get those planted up on your windowsill and grow them on. Um, sowing of seed. This is a perfect time, whether it's lawn seed or it's sunflower seed or seed in the in just in planting wildflower seed. Really good time of year. If you want colour for later on in the summer, remember to plot up the dahlias, the lilies, the gladiolis. This is the time of year. Now, lilies and gladiolis can go directly out into the garden soil. And it's a great time of year just for adding a bit of colour to your garden. So garden centres are full of that early summer colour. So if you want to do up some containers, borders, beds, really good time of year. If you want a bit of colour for the for a grave or rockery area, think of the gazinia that I mentioned, that lovely orange treasure, the, the star of Bethlehem, a lovely plant in blue and, and white, and the calciolari or slipper plant as well. Okay, well, there we are. Thank you so much for coming in. And remember and, Pink uh, Ribbon next the, Saturday. Oh yeah, Pink Ribbon and the lovely plants are available and everything goes to charity. That's where we've got to leave it. Uh, we'll be with you again next Saturday morning, just after seven, after nine. Take good care from all on The Gardening Show.